Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watch Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is so recapping the weekend of March 10th through the 17th, 2023. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. I've personally had a bit of an Oscars hangover. Uh, in order to finish my Oscars death race, uh, I needed to have been through like nine feature films and ten sorts over the course of three days, finishing with about 11 minutes to spare. And then in the afterglow of everything everywhere all at once, sweeping a ton of the Oscars, it's kind of left me the blissful stupor. We're not really able to do much else uh, afterwards. So I still need to report on last week's box office, so let's just do a quick episode and dive in. In first place from Paramount, the newest entry to the Scream franchise, Scream 6, debuted to $44.4 million in 3,675 theaters for a 12,094 per theater average. Uh, overseas made another $22.6 million for a $67 million total. This slightly edges over the forecast from box office pros for $41.4 million and is a series high opening by about $10 million, beating Scream 3's $34 million and also the most recent Scream fa- uh, reboot uh, with $30 million. Now, this has a B-plus cinema score, which is about the same as the last one, and 77% critics, 92% audiences on Rotten Tomatoes, and with a budget of about $35 million, I think this one can be called a success. If it has the same sort of legs as the as the last one, which was about 2.72x, it could even break $120 million. Heck, even with a more mediocre 2.25x multiplier, that would get it to $100 million, which, you know, uh, I had as like a maybe on the 2023 list, so, you know, kind of making up for Megan kind of missing the mark. In second place, Creed 3 dropped 53% to $27.2 million in 4,007 theaters for a 6,301 per theater average and $101.4 million in total, being our second $100 million grosser of the year after Ant-Man Quantumania. Another $78 million overseas puts it at $179 million worldwide, which already surpasses the first film's $173 global total and putting the second film's $213 million on watts. It's already within striking distance of the second film's uh, domestic total. Now, this second weekend drop is pretty much identical to Creed 2's second weekend drop, which bodes well, even if the multiplier isn't going to be as high as the 3.25x of the second film since that one released during the holidays, $150 million is all but locked at this point. Uh, in third place, we have a curious film from Sony, uh, an Adam Driver science fiction film titled 65 that made $12.3 million in 3,405 theaters for a per theater average of 3,621. Now, this does technically beat box office pros forecast of $9.6 million for the weekend, and with another $8.5 million overseas, it's about $20.8 million worldwide. However, it doesn't have the best reviews. Cinema score is only at C+, and has 35% critics and only 63% audience on Rotten Tomatoes. The really painful part about this, though, is that it has a budget of $45 million, which means it would need about $100 million to break even, which, you know, would need to be one of the all-time great multipliers to get there, so, you know, I think this one screams flop. Uh, realistically, this one will probably end up sub $30 million domestically. Not really sure why this film got such a high budget, as Sony is usually pretty good about keeping costs low on their films. Fourth place went to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in week four, with a 44% drop to $7.1 million in 3,105 theaters for a 2,298 per theater average and a $198.1 domestic total. Worldwide, it's made about another $250 million or so, so about $450 million worldwide. $500 million is going to be a stretch as it is uh, as it is with things currently going. Now, contrary to the last couple of weeks, it already it only is it's not it's only the four, the tenth worst fourth weekend drop, but it's but between the second and third weekend drops being some of the worst ever in the MCU, it's already done their damage. It's already, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania is already grossing less per weekend than the second Ant-Man film, which is not a great sign. 
Uh, rounding out the top five is Cocaine Bear, who made a special appearance at the Oscars last weekend. The Universal film made $6.2 million in 3,204 theaters, for a 44% drop in weekend three, and a 1950 per theater average. The message total cost $50 million, with a $51.7 million um, with total, uh, and overseas adds another fifteen point. $2 million for $66.9 million worldwide. Against the $30 to $35 million production budget, you know, this one is just about the, at the break-even point, so I call this one a success. Now, outside the top five, we actually have a new wide release. Focus Features had a sports comedy starring Woody Harrelson called Champions and opened in 3,030 theaters uh, to $5.1 million in a $16.99 per theater average. Cinema score was pretty good at an A, and this one seems more audience well-received than critics. Uh, 58% critics, but 95% audience from On Tomatoes. Now, that said, I think the big miss on this film was that it just wasn't marketed all that well. You know, Even if Focus Features got into theaters, I don't think anyone really knew about the film to go seek it out, and with just a lot of competition coming up in the next couple of weeks um, between John Wick 4 and um, the D&D movie two weeks after that and then Mario three weeks after that I think this one just you know was just kind of dumped in theaters unfortunately other than that, Operation Fortune dropped 59% in its second domestic weekend, to not much to surprise. Uh, Oscar contender The Quiet Girl expanded from 22 theaters to 244, and Everything Everywhere, despite losing 50 out of 600 theaters, gained about 70% week over week. With its Oscar win, I wouldn't be surprised to see it finally get over the Morbius hump this coming week. Overall total box office this week was $116 million, led by Scream's franchise Best Performance. The same can't be said for the upcoming wide release this weekend from DC, Sazam, Fury of the Gods. Despite a confirmed Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman appearance, this one is tracking to only $24 million from box office pros, with the studios being a little bit more optimistic at $35 million. But with a $125 million production budget, this one will struggle to break even, I think. We also, um, in addition to that, though, we also have the aforementioned uh, Everything Everywhere re-release, as well as the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey returning to theaters as well well. So, I'll keep the overseas segment a little bit sorted since just because this episode's going up late. In China, there were two new releases at the top of the box office. Comedy film Post-Truth taking number one with 17 million US and crime drama Revival taking second with 10.3 million. Meanwhile, Avatar Way of Water ended its China run with 251 million total, coming in as the ninth highest Hollywood film of all time in China in local currency. Now, looking at upcoming China releases, Suzam Fear of the God also just going to release this weekend in China, though early pre-sales indicate it probably will only make a fraction of their first film's performance. Uh, Megan is also releasing in China this weekend as well, competing with seven other new releases. Uh, Avatar will be re-released, uh, sorry, Titanic will be re-released on April 3rd, making a Battle of the Camerons in China, and it looks like Guardians of the Galaxy has secured a May date and date release in the Western Hemisphere, um, so basically it'll be coming out at the same time. Uh, speaking of new releases, though, we have some new release dates for here in the States. Um, as, so, as with the Titanic 25th anniversary, we were having the Big Lebowski getting a back to theaters release for its 25th anniversary on April 16th and 20th, this one courtesy of Fathom Events. Uh, Wicked Part 1, the John M. 2 adaptation of the Broadway musical, comes moves from a Christmas 2024 release date up to Thanksgiving 2024, probably hoping to take advantage of the longer holiday legs for a little bit longer. And a little bit closer, within this year, the Adele Lim comedy R-rated uh, Joyride just dropped its Red Band trailer today, and its release date has been pushed back from June 23rd this year uh, to July 27th. Uh, this one is now no longer competing against the Jennifer Lawrence R-rated comedy No Hard Feelings, and instead now up against Insidious Dark Fate. Now, part of the reason I think Joyride moved is because the response to the hard feelings has been pretty good online. The trailer is allegedly the most watched trailer for an original comedy in 24 hours, with 50 million views across all platforms. 
Also doing well online, Puss in Boots, The Last Wiz, came to Peacock and hit number one on streaming movie rankings. Saw it as part of the Death Race, definitely can recommend, it's well deserved. We also got confirmation that the after writing the Superman Legacy movie to pick up to kick off the new DCU, James Gunn will be taking the director's seat as well, so best of luck of him for that. And then finally, some uh, economic-related news. Apparently, streaming and hardware company Roku had about one-fourth of its cash in the, sil- in the failed Silicon Valley bank, but with recent reports of the federal government stepping in to help make deposits whole, it should be able to still stay solvent. Uh, anyway, that, that's a quick wrap for this episode. Uh, Super Ideas will also cover via email at boxofficewhatpodcast.com or on for that B.O. Watch podcast. Leave, leave, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, at the very least tell a friend, any of that helps. Links to all that will be in our show notes. Numbers used in the show come from neonumbers.com. Our intro and music come from Kevin Macleod. You can find his stuff at theconfidentofimus.io. Adding production by Ninsware Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch podcast. And remember, our watch goes on. Mm-hmm.